Well, uh, to welcome everybody to the podcast, this is Dismount and all you beautiful human beings out there. We are grinding into what we are classifying as a new mini series of unveiling the self and the empowering journey of healing and self-discovery. And we are going to be diving into topics like we're doing right now as we started out. We're going to be talking about the ego. We're going to be building up our own egos. We're going to be unlocking our own egos. Uh, We're going to be unlocking ourselves into being able to tap into this deeper side of ourselves. And not a lot of people have taken this journey. There are several out there who are doing this right now. And I think a lot more people by the day are really transitioning into a different type of lifestyle where they're They've been told so much of like, this is how you should live life or this is what you should be doing or, you know, by whether that's government, whether that's by your family, whether that's by your society that you've been pushed into, whether that's like, let's go down to you being uh, someone on an Indian reserve, you know, like uh, being in an Indian reserve, like that is your life. Like, you know, you're pretty locked into that community and that existence. So breaking free from what would be the norms of what was given to you is basically what this whole little mini series that we'll probably consider as season two of dismount podcast the real season one yeah the real (laughs) the real season (laughs) one second draft (laughs) second draft we're almost there Um, and we're we're getting there we're working on the lighting we got three cameras now we're getting into uh we're getting yeah, now you could see us from every angle. You know? so. Wait till we all shave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, uh, Mo Bavro will be crazy back with a mustache. That'll be terrific. Ooh. Yeah, only Halloween. Bobby Mo. <laughs> Did you hold on really quick? They uh. They traveled across the country for their first football game of the year, and they forgot their uniforms. Who? I had a dream about that. They got the entire team. Did have a? They had to play like practice squad. Fucking. The other team's practice squad uh, uniform. Wow. Yeah. No way. Pretty funny. Um, but no, only Halloween costumes with mustaches moving forward. Let's <laughs> see how long I can pull that up. Okay. Yeah. I'll enjoy the last. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Smokey and the Bandit. That's, no, that's okay. So we got a list. I'm going to start a queue of <laughs> mustaches. Fuck yeah. Reno 911. Uh, <laughs> Short shorts. So. Um, Breaking into yeah. today's first episode, we are going to be looking at ego, self-esteem, and identity, and we're going to break those down, and some of us have a, a, a light grasp and an understanding of what our ego is and what our ego likes. Uh, for myself, for instance, I really like, my ego really likes to be different. I like to be that black sheep uh I like to be the person who's the complete outcast. And it took a while for me to really hone into that uh, understanding of myself because I was definitely someone who wanted to be liked by everybody. And I finally, I, I wanted to be liked by everybody, but I didn't want to be the type of person who was like everybody's person. I guess is a weird way to phrase it and it probably doesn't make any sense, but 
I didn't really focus on being the person who everybody thought was the popular cool person, but I wanted to be the person who you could approach at any different time and talk to, like in high school. Yeah, you're like the jack of all trades of the master of none. You never went and you never went in a certain direction, but that made you more malleable in a lot of situations. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, I was there. You could you could talk to you could talk to the goth kids. You could go talk to. I hung out with all of the kids on the math team, stuff like that. You know, like I hung out with the, all the AP kids. I hung out with the football kids. I hung out with the lacrosse kids. I hung out with the swim team. Like there was no like I didn't have one set click. Uh, so I liked that. I liked being that outcast, and it, it took me a long time into realizing that that was really what my ego identified with is being that person and so i've been slowly transitioning my life into stepping into that purpose and i don't believe that that is my life purpose uh i think there is more to my scenario that i still haven't uncovered and that's what i i love about us doing this series together right now is it's going to be like it's the mr beast concept Okay, and Mr. Beast is famous for coming together and saying that, like, look, when he became huge or how he became huge was there was about 12 of them who would all get together on whether they were in the same area or not. But they'd all get together on a Skype call. And he's one of his interviews. He talked about how this group of like 12 of them were on Skype calls for like 10, 12 hours a day whenever they were just starting out on their YouTube channels, like they were all trying to build to become a YouTuber. And when they all came together and they were working as a team and as a unit of overanalyzing each other's videos and looking at each other and coming from a place of really good characteristic criticism, like the good style of like, I love you, but I think like, it's not so much. I think, but I see that I did this this way and I see you going down this path right. that looks a lot similar to the path that I walked. And instead of letting you go down the dark path for a little while, I saw the light at this point. Let me show you where that light was. Yeah, It's not about I know better than you. It's about seeing ourselves in each other. Yeah, that's great and everything. But, you know, most people are like, nah, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, I'm going to do it this way. Right. Because of that sense of pride like oh like we're all in the same boat and you think you got to figure it out but you're not showing me yet like that you like there's no um you know record of your success yet so that's where i think when you're in the basis of anything you know that that sense of pride takes over and you're like now nah, I'm, I'm just gonna do it my way i don't disagree yeah. whatsoever that that pride is one of those pieces of the ego to me that has to be broken down that that is one of those first stepping blocks for me of okay i might be the smartest person in the room but i don't need anybody to know i'm the smartest person in the room and that right there when you start to sit into that understanding or that awareness of yourself or that awareness of the room like it's no longer about being the person in the room that everybody thinks is the most intelligent it's about being the person in the room who everybody knows that they could come to if they needed to. Right. You know, that person is very, yourself. very approachable. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's the way you frame yourself too, like making those people want to come to you. It's like the the I thankfully missed the episode of well liked or well respected. <laughs> I, I totally couldn't make that one. Um, but that's been a thing for me too. Is like you know that's a completely different episode, but I think it kind of carries over to what we're talking about now too, in the sense of like you know you can very easily extend yourself to be liked in most situations, but that doesn't really get you in the sense of what you're kind of discussing, like that, that respect factor of like, Oh, well, you know, I know I can come to him. Maybe it's not the, uh, he's going to criticize me, but he's going to challenge me, but those are all healthy things. And you have to make uh, an acceptance ahead of time that you're not going to let your bullshit pride or ego get in the way of what is told to you. Like if you want constructive criticism, that's usually where the most growth comes from. But it's really hard to hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's extremely difficult. We had a really good episode on uh, self-respect. I mean, uh, respect and being liked or loved. And it was really great because we talked a lot about uh, Maslow's hierarchy. And how you have, like, first layer might be, like, sense of uh, security and shelter. So then you go up from that. And then, like, do you have friendship, companionship, like, sense of belonging and then there's like love, self-esteem, self-actualization. Those are all towards the top and self-actualization being at the top. You almost like you, we talked about like, I think if you kind of need to have that respect to have love, because if you don't have the respect at all, you can't love like that thing or that thing completely, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to build up your own cup. Mm-hmm. is 100% because if you're pouring from an empty cup, then you have nothing to pour onto anybody else. And I think that's what ultimately is like, it's the basis to all of this. And I think that is right where it's the hardest piece of the puzzle, but it is the most important in my eyes is the self-love. If you don't build the self-love of loving yourself for whatever it is, then nothing else Everything else, mm-hmm. to me, throw it in the fucking trash. Right. Because if you don't build this cup up of yourself, of being able to like, fully love and fully embrace and fully grasp yourself and not beat yourself up all the time, like you have to keep yourself motivated to keep growing and keep moving. But it's not a matter of saying like, what a fucking piece of shit I am or I'm such a loser or I'm a bum or I'm ugly or my boobs are too small or like it's just all (laughs) these fucking things. You know what I mean? Like it's just all this stuff that just is like these self-image things that have been so cultivated by this fantastic thing called propaganda. Mm And you just let it just eat your psyche alive. Right. Yeah. That growth comes from like when you're able to, like, there's something very freeing in accepting the fact that who you are is exactly who you're supposed to be, as opposed to this image of what, if you continue to base yourself off the image of like, where do you want to end up? And like, why am I not there? Then you're never going to free yourself from the fact that you aren't there and where you are is perfectly fine. But the work still needs to be done to get to where you want to go. Like, that's a big issue for me. It's like, well, why am I not there yet? Fuck, like, I'm so hard on myself because I'm not at the end game yet. But what I'm not doing is accepting that it's cool where I am right now, which in turn allows me the access to then 
sit back, see where I am, the changes I need to make, and then actually get to that fucking point. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking rough because you're just like, why am I not there? Like, like at work, like people that are younger than me are less experienced having more success in a certain venture. And I'm like, well, you know, I could go two routes. I could accept it and go, cool, I'm not there yet. Maybe they're doing something a little different. Why don't I like, you know, pull them aside and kind of, you know, uh, learn what they're doing or learn the different like things that they may be considering that I am. Or I could just go, yo, fuck that dude. What the fuck is he doing that I'm not? Like, I, I, I work my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it gets in the way. So I think that like that free nature of even if you don't make those leaps that you foresee for yourself and just currently existing in, in that freeing element of like where you are now is cool. And you have to accept that that is where you should be at all times is right fucking here. And that allows you to at least kind of take a, uh, you know, a checkbox. Uh, you're taking uh, inventory on everything of where you sit, who you actually are. And it's a lot easier that way for me mm-hmm. to then go, okay, cool. Now I, I, I'm comfortable with where I am. I'm more honest with where I am. Now, how do I approach that in the right manner? And that's a battle for sure. Oh, my goodness. Is that a battle? Yeah. Holy shit, is that a battle? Oh, shit, dude. Like, I can't even, like, wash dishes, and I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, I can't even keep up with my own house, and you're yeah. like, holy You're like, I want to I build four houses, 50 acres. Like, I'm ready to roll. And, and then you, like, look at the sink, and there's just shit everywhere. And they're like, okay, like, maybe I need to, like, take care of some other stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And, and I... I... I really like the whole concept of the building up of yourself. I think the whole premise behind it is just so glorious when you start that process. You know, you you, you go through a day and you're like, I didn't fucking accomplish really anything today. But fuck, I feel good. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, why do I feel so good? Oh, because I fucking love myself right now. Like, I love everything about what's going on. Like, did I get to where I wanted today? Did I do the nine things that I normally want to do with my day? No, but shit, I got some really good people around me. I got some really good things going on for me. And I know that's tough to see because for me, myself, like, and that's what I wanted to uh, nail down was, that concept of knowing that you were always in the right place. Always. Like, it's so mm-hmm. hard. That so is hard. so hard. Yeah. So hard it's to finally grasp. Faith. You mm-hmm. have such trust in the situation. Like, they don't have to go back to my job. My job is such blind faith that I can you know, perform at a level where it's going because my, my income is based directly off my performance. And some days it's just like there's nothing there. And you just got the faith of, I've done it before, I'll do it again. Fuck that, I'll do it again. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? I'm right. fucking not going to eat this week. But it's the same setup. Like, you have to have that blind faith of, like, I trust in myself and who I, I understand who I am. I I see where I want to go. And you have the faith that it's just going, you're going to end up in the right place. You've gotten this far. Later on, it'll be, later on will be the discussion of how do we go from where we're at right now to respecting to then when is the time to transition but that is a whole different ball game because for me right now it like i have a fantastic i have a fantastic gig at work i have a fantastic setup i have great people that i work with i have like i don't have anything to complain about 
the only thing that I bring myself around to complaining about on a regular basis is that it is just very repetitive and very boring. Mm -hmm. And I want, I personally really am ready to make that transition into going into that different place of now I, I've found my ego. I found what I want to do. Where do I, how do I transition out of where I'm at right now to really step into that purpose of what I know my ego likes and my ego likes to be different. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm just being that normal status quo, that engineer, that project manager, you know, I'm, I'm a cookie cutter right now at the company that I work at. You know, I could be replaced. Do I bring a different personality and different aspect to that place that is not my work ethic? Oh man, like, I think that so many people harp on like work ethics in places, but I think that there are people in certain jobs and in certain positions that just bring morale boost. Yeah, that's underrated. And I think Very that is exponentially underrated, it's like you said. When it's gone too. Right. Yeah. That person leaves and that whole like the morale of that place just mm -hmm. dropped because that person who might have not been the guy or the girl who was always getting shit done, but was always the person who walked into that room and everybody was just like, oh, Sam's here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, everyone felt good. Like you could feel the energy. Role. That's their role. And like, that's like, that's what they're here for. So like that, like, that's an acceptance to me. Like when I look at like, you know, my job and my positioning and like, you know, the, the atmosphere I work in, it's like. Oh, like, why am I not at the highest of height? I should be just blowing people away. Why not? Like, well, is that where you're supposed to be? Is that your role? Like, think of other things you bring to the table. And that's hard when you're kind of judged on certain characteristics. But uh, I, don't, I think probably both of you had the pleasure of meeting Reggie, dude I worked with once. Maybe. That dude yeah. did not sell a fucking thing. He'll tell you that right now. Like, shout oh, is he younger and yeah, skinny? Yeah, yeah, at the high top. Yeah, yeah. yeah genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life and every single day he came in he made a difference in the room just by being there right and that was his like that was his what he brought to the table like he wasn't the top salesperson, but he was like by far the biggest morale boost our team could ask for and he always made our day better for sure just by being around being a, a team player being there for you it, it, that was the role and like that's to me is like an acceptance of like again accepting where you sit today is rough for me, but like you have to understand that like, you know, maybe your expectations don't align with who you actually are. And then again, you have to go back to that inventory check. Right. As we said that we had, uh, I had somebody I was thinking in mind for working sales specifically. They, um, this guy was a professional football player, ex professional football player. He'd have on, on his rings on, on different days. This guy, he started, probably like a month after me, maybe two months, but he wasn't there for long. Like you could tell whenever he was coming in, he had such a good mood and he'd always be so positive and stuff. And then me and my coworker, Brian, Brian said to me, he's like, yeah, I know he's, he's not going to be here for long. He's used to that NFL money. There's no way. So then, then like a month or two, there's just one day like, all right guys, I'll see you later. Like I'm going, I'm going to go work at this university as our head football coach. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You uh, you were pretty bright, bright light coming through 
And, you know, I try to be same with the other guy, my coworker, Brian, but that's also why we're not there anymore too. It was like, damn, this wears you down. But like, you know, like we were talking about with your ego and stuff, it's where you see yourself fit in there. And people like me, I was like, I feel like I'm scamming people. This is way too inconsistent with who I am, what I believe. And then I was like, okay, that's it. And that kind of brings us to talking about the ego with what we've been familiar with, the ego being the self, and then the devil on the shoulder that you see in movies, that would be like the id, and you have the superego. And what you guys were talking about earlier about, you know, making the right decisions time and time again, it builds to this, like, do what is easy or what's right. And how many times can you do that in a row? Someone said, all you got to do is 1% a day. 1%. Shoot for that. Maybe even two if you're feeling frisky. And then go for that's what's right. And it's like you've built this mental house or this mental city. And if you do 1% every day and you just do 1% right every day, then over time that's going to start to stack up. And sometimes it's going to like exponentially grow. Yeah. But that 1%, that's all you need is those habits that build to that 1%. But then eventually you're going to feel one of the other subjects we have on here is foot and door phenomenon. If you start to build that as part of your character, then you start to internalize be like, no, that's just what I do. When I go to sleep, I floss my teeth. It's not a, is this hard? Is this tedious? Is it annoying? It's just like, nope, that's just what I do. I walk upstairs before I brush my teeth, I floss my teeth and then spit. Don't done light off, go to sleep, maybe drink some water. <laughs> so I'm curious, how many people do you think, cause the, I feel this on a regular basis and I've, mm-hmm. I've pulled myself away from doing this regularly in traffic because I don't, I like the sensation and I like the rush, but I don't, like the emotional aspect to it but what i'm saying is Mm -hmm. when you cut somebody off or you do something in traffic or you do something driving like go through a red light that you know is is hard red how many people do you how many people get that tingly sensation all the way down their spine like of their their conscious like coming and saying like you know what you just did was wrong oh yeah like, do you, I get this, yeah, like, no, I get I this weird feeling in yeah. my body of like, it's just like that sensation when you stand up too quick and like you, yeah. but that is just mm-hmm. like, it just tingles down my spine. Like, Hey motherfucker, that was not what you were supposed to do. <laughs> like, Why did you just do that? Yeah. Here's some karma for your ass now. <laughs> you know, like I'm curious how many people have that. Like even are that connected to themselves or have been that connected to themselves or have lost that connection completely. You know, I, I, my dad actually, we were joking around not too long ago and it's not really a joke, but like my dad's like, I think we're living in the zombie apocalypse already. And I was like, really? I've thought this before. And he goes, yeah, all these fucking people just walking around they're like brain dead they're just looking in their phones they're not even paying attention when they're walking through stores i'm like they look a lot like the people from the walking dead right just like walking along just like doing their thing just completely brain dead to anything else that's going around them like yeah i kind of think we're living possibly somewhat through the zombie apocalypse with these cell phones you know Mm -hmm. not that people are completely brain dead but just like 
lost in the sauce would be a way to phrase it. And that sauce is just social media and all the information that's being pumped at you on a regular basis yeah. through your cell phone. You know, the 14 dings that you have in two minutes when every single time you put down your phone, as you put down your phone, it vibrates again because it knows that you're putting down your phone. So Snapchat just sends you like, oh, so-and-so just added a new video on Spotlight. You're like, I don't even know who the fuck so-and-so is. I don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) swipe that away. But it gets you to pick that phone back up, look at that notification and go... You know, I would mm-hmm. say a good amount of people click on that. You know, mm-hmm. oh, what is this? I want to know so I can show other people. Like, hey, did you see this video before me? No, I saw it first. Ha 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 ha! What the fudge? You know, has that ever happened? Like, that's what I always think about. People. Wally, but, no, okay. yeah, okay, fair enough. but I mean, like in life, like that's that's the kind of motive I have behind videos. I sit back and I think of like you sit there and doom scroll, and you go back and you think about the next day. Try to remember one video you fucking watched. Right. No, you can't. You're, it is, it is just. One of them might have left an imprint on you. Yeah, right. But like hypersensitivity, short term based reward system of just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, you're just, you're kind of just flowing the juices a little bit, but you're not getting anywhere. And that's something where I've like, I don't know if it's always been a survival instinct or whatever, but like that's always been a big issue for me too, is the short term versus long-term growth and goals and whatever in the reward system that's probably some rewiring that i need to do of planning in the future and seeing the big picture as opposed to it because i feel like I'm, a, I'm in a good place where i can be present and current and, and see the, the day in front of me but that's a good thing in the sense that I, I can live in the moment and i can make decisions based off just how i feel or, or where i am in that present moment but on the other hand you know trying to re-engage yourself in a long-term basis not just staring at your phone maybe like investing time in learning a new skill or a language or something and just realizing you know that it the the growth is in learning like that's that's the move and to me i i just you have to have that blind faith that you're still capable of doing it and you still should do it to to further yourself as opposed to just being cool with where you are in that complacency what do you think are the to, what do you think is one or two of the easiest things that you could do to start that process? Just um, holding myself accountable to doing it like once a week. Just even figuring out what it is. I don't even know what it is, but like trying to do literally anything. Like I feel like that's the biggest. It's never learning anything. It's just learning is actually probably the easy part because we're all trained to learn. Like your, your brain is fixed. It wants to learn. It's a supercomputer. Mm-hmm. It wants more information. And no wonder people, I, I hate saying people, I want to get away from, especially me on this podcast, I want to talk about people, I don't want to generalize, because usually when I say people, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, don't really enjoy the thought process of, oh, what do I want to learn? What if it's something I don't like? Like that vulnerability of making the incorrect choice on something and investing time in it is just not a cool idea to me. So I think being a little more vulnerable with myself and understanding like in the long term, you know, you're, you're holding yourself back. You're not looking into different avenues of things where like, you know, every, my, my brother and my father are uh, not related in any manner. My, uh, my half brother and my dad, but they are both terrific photographers. Great. I like taking pictures. How much time have I invested in actually learning how other than like a photography class I've taken in college? 
into actually taking pictures and learning angles and coloring and editing or literally none. I'm not saying that's what I should be doing, but like, how do I know that's not something I would enjoy? I like taking pictures, but like uh, my dad and drawing, how much time did he invest before he was, you know, in a magazine getting covered for a painting he did? Probably a lot of time. I'm not saying like that's right for me, but that's a journey that I need to be more accepting of in the sense that like, just go out and try shit, like, do it for yourself, be more vulnerable. Like who, who am I afraid of judging me in this situation? Yeah. I'm not saying that it's the, the key for everybody or it is the, uh, the initial spark for anybody or for just one person. Cause that is 100% our premise on this podcast is that there is no set standard common human there is no average human there is no there is no this uh cookie cutter is going to work for brandon derek and zach you know i I might need gingerbread you might need hearts i might need stockings you know what i mean like that might be the cookie cutter that each of us needs uh I will say, though, that I think that two of the easiest things that you could do to start building that self-love and then self-discipline, I think one is spending uh, 10 minutes a day, five, 10 minutes a day, whether that's right before you go to bed or as soon as you wake up or at lunchtime at work. I think one page in a journal of just... This is how I feel today. This is where I'm, uh, this is what I've accomplished or this is what I've been doing today. And then this is what I'm working on in my future. Like simple, three paragraphs, nothing long, nothing crazy. You assess yourself right now. You assess the day that you just had and you continue to put those goals in front of yourself of like, I am working towards this and, and whatnot. And That'll be another piece of the puzzle of what we'll talk into, too, in this uh, series will be the chakras of the body and the affirmations that you say to yourself to unlock those chakras and unlock those energy basically cells inside of your body. So when people are on social media right now and they're just pumping out, pumping out all these affirmations to say They're always using the I am, okay? And the I am is your root chakra. So if you're constantly saying all of your affirmations from your root, from I am, I am ZZ Sheffin, and I am going to be a 180-pound cycling streamer. That was something that I used to write a lot in my journal. Well, I was only ever working from my root chakra, so I wasn't manifesting these things into my life properly. You know, the way it works is it's I am, I feel, I love, I speak, I see, and then I fuck up the crown chakra. But but regardless, that that right there is like the building block for me of you start journaling and that starts to slowly build that self-love because what goes from might be emotions on that page of feeling like despair or, you know, not so good about yourself or you don't like what you did that day. Well, now you just held yourself accountable and that's on paper. 
And now I get to go back and I get to check my stock of like, well, six months ago, I was bitching and complaining about this. It's completely rid of my life now. Right. You know, like we don't take time to put stock into our own selves yeah. and to, and I love the comment that you made in one of the other videos is we focus so much on the negative so often of always like, what am I doing wrong? Instead of what am I doing right? right. How are you supposed to see the journey? Like you're, you're just blindfolded. Like, I think that's such a big thing for me. Like, like work, I keep going back to work, but like, it, you know, it's such a big part of our lives because that's where we invest so much time. And it's like, I'm in a lot better place than I was last year. I can see that because that's what numbers say, but like, cool. Like I can take that inventory check. But in life, like how am I supposed to see like, like when we're biking? I don't, I'm definitely faster than I was two years ago. Yeah. We took, we used to bike our, our big fucking dumb asses, you know, in 2017, we'd be biking like 10 miles an hour on our, on our shitty bikes. And now we have, you know, gravel racing tier bikes that we blow through on, you know, go 20 miles an hour consistently. Like, but I don't keep the data on that. So how am I supposed to see the journey I've made? Yeah. So in that journaling sense, like that makes it ton of sense because for me just personally and personal growth and, and self-love and, and whatever that may be like how are you supposed to be able to take that inventory if there's just nothing to base it off of and that's right why i feel you know myself you know in, in that situation a lot like you know how i have i what, what am i actually doing where am i going as a person and, you know well that's um i don't think that's the most important thing in life but you know, it, it is important to see, you know, the vision of where you want to go. And, and I think more importantly, like how far you've came. Without a doubt, every single one of uh, I started, every single one of my journal entries started with the same sentence. And it I would phrase, I am grateful for the joy and abundance in my life. That was every single page in my journal starts out with that. And that was me just trying to take gratitude for locking in that concept to me and to my brain of I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm so grateful for all this stuff around me because right now I could have none of this stuff around me. You know, I, I could not have uh, great friends and uh, a great, uh, I don't, I don't want to use great because that just seems like, oh, my shit's better than yours. But I'm grateful for what I have. And so great just kind of went with grateful, but I I have a lot of good things going for me. And I think that even if you're in like these very dark places in life or you're in these dark existence and stuff like that, that it can easily be looked at as doom and gloom. But it can be so quickly transitioned into like a positive of, okay, well, now this is a positive driving force to work out of that. And I think that that whole devil, angel, you, I mean, how many people do you really think actually have those conversations <laughs> with like, just sitting on the toilet, like, well, should I go back to the desk and actually work? What do you think, Angel? Like, like, oh, damn, you should come back to work. Zach, have you uh, listened to Joe Dispenza? 
talk about stuff like that. I've I've listened to a good amount of Joe Dispenza. He's pretty. He's a pretty cool dude. I like him a lot. Um, because he doesn't say um like those things, but I think it's much more relatable what he talks about with like the body being a unconscious and subconscious entity in itself that is like it's a whole other brain, like the gut biome. Yeah, well, they, they say your gut is your second brain. They say your gut's your second brain. And honestly, what ends up driving this brain is what you put inside this brain. And when you start to really dig into, and I there's so many people out there that are just putting out so much great content in helping people start this journey of self-discovery or... I'm more focused on diet and what you consume at this point in time. I think there are some amazing people out there that are really pumping a lot of information out there that just is not pumped out by the Food and Drug Administration or, you know, our people who are supposed to be in charge of our food. But when you finally dig into the deepest part of it, you're a carbon being, I'm a carbon being, our bodies are made up of 666 carbon. So we're basically sugar, okay? We're sh- well, we need sugar, but we don't need refined sugar. We need good sugar. Good sugar comes from fruit. So once you finally realize that, okay, meat's not terrible for me, I can get stuff from it, I can still get ions, I can still get energy from it i can still take this i can still take that i can still consume and i i get so jammed up when everybody's like you need this and you need that you need to do this you need to do that you need this in your body dude this temple was built to be able to heal itself i don't care i don't care come fight me fuck it <laughs> like this body was 100 built to be able to heal itself There are not indigenous tribes all over this Mm -hmm. world that we live in, this planet, this realm, whatever you want to call it, of where people are living like the average age in this one tribe that they found not too long ago. The average age of their elders, 160 fucking years old. This is just an indigenous tribe, bro. Living in the fucking backwoods. 160 years old these people are living to. Healthy as an ox like in their hundreds like this dorito bag is going to lead you into an early grave yes but this dorito bag is not going to kill you instantaneously but if you keep consuming all of this then you're not going to be able to connect to your higher self and that for me is the end game you know it's finally realizing that like Wow, I really just have to eat fruit. This sounds boring as fuck. Like, there's all this interesting stuff out here, and there's all these different things, and you're like, wait, I'm just supposed to sit here and eat fruit? They showed it They showed it um, in um, the most recent Thor. The, uh, the god at the beginning of that oh, movie. Yeah. All he's doing is pounding fruit. He's literally just pounding fruit. That's all he eats. Why? Because to connect to your higher fucking self, you have to just walk that path of eating fruits and vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables. 
not GMO, not real stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that's on the shelves is not real stuff because it doesn't have seeds. But that's where unlocking this ego and starting down this path to start journeying down into self-discovery is such a long process. And I think it honestly takes multiple incarnations to actually truly dive the whole way down this. Like, we talk about life path numbers, we talk about angel numbers, we talk about gematria, we talk about all these different interesting things. And they're not conspiracies, there's people talking about this stuff, so it's it's interesting. You know, I still love, and I, I would love to be able to make one, and I really want to, for me right now, it's astrology. That's what I'm trying to I want to start learning. JP Morgan is famous for saying that uh, millionaires don't follow astrology. Billionaires do. And JP Morgan had a special watch made that was an astrological calendar. And he would, he would only make decisions based off of where the houses were and where the signs were sitting. That's gangster. Wow. Homeboy had a fucking astrological calendar on his wrist. And like, I don't want to sit here and like dive into all these like, oh, dark conspiracies and this and that. But I really do think that there's been a lot of information that has just been pushed away from us. And that's where starting to dive down this self journey of building yourself up. You start breaking down all those walls of being able to say, I don't truly believe that right now. But you know what? What if that was a possibility? That's all it takes. That's all it takes is just seeing it for being possible. Mm -hmm. Because we live in this like magical realm of a world, dude, where there's all this information that we don't know about. All this information that comes out from all these different places. You got... 3,000 people on the internet with the dark web of pumping out all this crazy information of like there's giants in Antarctica and the whole the whole uh um all of uh Hawaii oh, all yeah. of Hawaii they hypothesize that all of Hawaii is basically that is mother nature like, and if you look at it from the movie Moana mm -hmm. and then you see like Mother Nature, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Moana, oh, but at the end of Moana, the spirit of Mother Nature basically lays back down and she becomes an island and that island is the Hawaiian Islands. And if you look at the island that was attacked, it looks like a dude's body, okay? And where the wildfires happened were right on the third eye and right on the third chakra. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't want to be that conspiracy theorist. I think that we live in this a magical, amazing place of all these wonders and capabilities, and I just want to feel like a fucking explorer. You know, I want to be Dora the motherfucking explorer. Where's my map? And like, let's go check out some of this cool shit. Like, it's coming to light. 
more and more by the day it is coming to light. And I think that a lot of things are setting us up for so many more people to start this process that we've started here of starting to discover ourselves. Because until you discover yourself, I don't think you can discover your environment. I think you're right on it with the journaling too. Like I used to do um, Robert Green Daily Laws. That's so good for you. I stopped probably about like after like page 12. I just thought I should really start reintroducing that. But it's amazing um, how journaling and the act of being bored, those two things have seemed to like really help me push the envelope a little bit further. I say the act of being bored because you might do those things that you don't want to do. And those take you to get to that next level of where you need to be. But there's like maybe hundreds of thousands of things that you aren't going to want to do. But like by being able to be bored, you really get to understand yourself and how you'd react. The doom scrolling, it doesn't let you really discover yourself. You might, you might be like, that's really cool. That's really interesting. And sometimes those things stick. Other times they don't. But by allowing yourself to be bored, you get to spend time with yourself. And I don't know. It's crazy. People talk about it like that are older. Like, oh, man, these kids with the cell phones, they don't get to experience what it's like to go outside with a stick and do random shit. Like build a fort, all these things. But then you get to like live as a child if you get to take that with you, that experience of what happens whenever we get together and we get bored magical things happen if you can like let yourself be bored and don't fill that space with tv and your cell phone porn whatever your vice is you know if you're not filling in uh dr victor frankel's man's search for meaning calls it existential vacuum if you don't fill your life with purpose you'll fill it with garbage suck it all up wolf amen yeah that's a conversation i've had recently with myself and um that's a continuing conversation because it's so like you come back to like exactly that like i i don't know if it's a survival instinct of why i have just always found myself overextending and always busy but never allowing that as i continue to get older that same boredom and that same uh, canvas for magic you know like i'm not giving myself the opportunity to to grow and learn or, or discover new things I'm just usually filling it with things that I still see value in, but on a short-term basis. Like it's nothing that's actually helping me grow into another person. Yeah. Like that's why I find myself this weird, like stagnant mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, like why do I feel like I'm not, I'm just, you know, I, I've made leaps, but I am still kind of where I, I, I feel like I was a few years ago, months ago, weeks ago, whatever it is. And, that idea of just filling your free time or the you know the time you could spend doing something more worthwhile with absolute shit or with you know short-term gratification activities such as like uh, whatever it may be uh, hanging out with friends or going you know next door to have a beer or whatever because you had a hard day you know, yeah. they're all fine you know here and there but are those things that are actually going to you know put you into a place where you feel the growth like i feel like right now in my life my mindset has shifted to one of you know more maturity and, and a want to to continue to build myself up 
but my actions are still saying otherwise. Yeah. And like it just kind of leaves me in this like weird lull of what the fuck am I doing? You know, I, I want to be here, but I continue to just not do that. And uh, that conversation, like I said, is still ongoing, but it is a, uh, it's something where you have to be honest with yourself about it. And, and those small, like the journaling could be so good because you sit there and you just keep writing the same fucking thing down. Oh, today I'd like, you know, this is what I've accomplished today and this is what I'd like to accomplish. And then you turn it to this page and it's literally the same sentence you wrote all the way back on this page. That's really frustrating. And you're probably not going to allow yourself to do that because you're holding yourself accountable even just by putting your thoughts in your notebook. Yeah. So yeah, that's something where I think that's, that's a step for me of like, I hold myself accountable at work with data and numbers and I hold myself accountable in other avenues of the same instinct. But like, you know, with this, you're just self-discovering journey. Like, where are the tabs? Where are the receipts? You know, because while that sounds dumb, it actually, for someone like myself, who's just beginning that journey of like, okay, it's cool where you are, but like, where, you know, where do you want to go? You have to have a a roadmap to see where you're starting. Metric system. Yeah. It's not necessary for everybody, but for me, who, who's trying to actually be honest with that journey, like that's something where I think that that's a necessity. Yeah. Well, would you would you uh, classify it as that because you're trying to at the same time reprogram your mind? Yeah, it takes some rewiring because it's always it's that's I, I I genuinely believe just based off my childhood and I mean I've had a job I've had a full time job since I was eighteen college paid for college myself yeah had a job since i was 16 come back come home it was either school and then work and then play and then pass out on my bed you know of course i had a home life and it was never even like i just ignored my house forever but right. a lot of the time I was like cool like how can i fill up like now i want to do something I, I overextend myself so much now it's time for fun you know and that's like that can be as far as people go and that's perfectly fine again where you are is where you're supposed to be but, you know, these inventory checks can also allow for you to figure out, you know, is that where you want to be? Is is this cool? Like, because it is, but where what room for growth is there? You know, where else can you go? What are, what are you trying to tell yourself that you're not listening to? And I don't think those come out without the, the brutal honesty and, and the routine oil and change tire rotations of life, which should a lot more than I'm giving myself. Well, do you feel do you feel within the last couple of years that because you've started this process and we've been kind of doing this together like pseudo for the last since COVID kind of hit. Right. Do you feel like time has sped up? Yeah. Because for me, yeah. I feel like now that I'm on this journey of like building myself up and I'm I'm not I'm not putting so much uh I, I guess i'll use the term fluff into my life i'm more focused on uh the things i want to be doing versus the things that are taking me away from right. what i want to be doing i feel like time has just like exponentially like sped up i'm like yeah. holy shit it's already it's already september in 2023 like i don't even mm-hmm. remember when it was I remember New Year's, like, what the fuck? Like, thinking, oh, it's already 2023. We're three years after the pandemic. Like, 
it's just time has just I just feels like it's exponentially sped up when you're because you're not focusing on trying to fill your time with shit. Your time is filled with stuff. Yeah, you're trying to find more time. Yeah. 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 Now that I'm like now that I have all this like desire to do these things and this like this build up of capabilities and got the tools now and whatnot, I'm like well, I mean, it's you know time and time and money are pretty similar like i mean you could say like you know you start getting into a new hobby and you're like oh i need to find all this money to fuel my hobby it's the same thing as time like oh i'd have this new thing here's a lot of more here are more things i want to do now where am i going to find that time just in the same way as like where am i going to find that money to fuel what i want to do and if you stare at a clock time is slow you know so the more you fill it up it's going to feel like that too and i, I agree like more of like you know, not just accepting coming home and, you know, just sitting around or, or allowing yourself for that boredom, but like in a creative manner or in a constructive manner. And I think, you know, as you open yourself to that journey, it definitely speeds things up a little bit. I think it naturally just happens too as you get older too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what everybody says. Even like all your older relatives and stuff, they say time speeds up and you're like, I don't know. And then you start feeling it and you're well, like, maybe- whoa. Mm-hmm. And maybe because that's just like the nature of the 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 ebbs and flows of life, where you're either considering what just happened or what's going to happen, that definitely speeds time up for me. If I'm just always considering what's going to happen or what just happened, and I'm never considering what's just happening right now. Yeah, yeah, the present moment. Yeah, then of course time's gonna speed up. You know, like there's there's no room for actual living it's just either planning or uh you analyze oh yeah because it you're like always to me like now thinking about it like you're always trying to hit the fast forward button yeah to get to that point of like oh i know this is about to potentially happen so if that's gonna happen i want to get to it now because i don't want to deal with it for too long you know i want to jump on head on get it Mm -hmm. done with and move away from it but then you're just you're bringing that into the present moment so like now you're just overstuffing the present moment like you're not you're just thinking too much about what's going to happen in the future. So now you're bringing that to the present. And now what's actually happening in the present is getting pushed. To the, and you're just, you're kind of. You're fucking with time. Yeah. You're, kind of you're fucking with like your I existence. Doing that. Like I'm too front for it. Like, all right, no, when I get out of doing, when I get out of the movie with my girlfriend, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to six plates in the water. I got to scrub them. I got to go in. Like I'm never just sitting there. And then eventually it's gone anyway. You're like. All right, why was I even like considering it was going to come? It was, yeah, hey, those dishes were going to get their turn. Why the fuck was I just sitting there thinking about them? And you know, that's a that's a present moment type thing I have to work through too. Like, oh, I feel just that sitting there and being cool with like, yes, there's always other shit to do. Always, you know, we have no issue sitting here and talking for an hour. I'm able to put things aside. I'm not thinking about anything else but our conversation right now. So, how many avenues in life can I add that towards? Yeah. So. Today's today's episode was the ultimate beginning of what we would consider season one of the official. Of mm-hmm. I don't know, we really this did. is. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got like we we can talk about this for a fucking time. Oh, this was 100 percent an open intro to uh, a, a a light dive into us and where we're at in this process and in this journey of self discovery. Uh, today's episode, we really felt the need to just kind of preempt 
what we're going to be discussing. And coming forward, you're going to see a pretty long mini-series uh, on this whole topic of self-discovery as the three of us continue down this beautiful journey of growing ourselves into some pretty badass humans. Um, I'm I want to be badass. So, as always, trust yourself. Don't trust us. Continue to build that awareness. Discernment is going to be your best friend. And we just are so excited to have you along on this journey. So pumped to be able to share ourselves. And I think as we move into next week's episode, I think we'll share a little bit more into ourselves of where we're at with our egos and where we think we're trying to transition ourselves into. Uh, we'll go a little bit more into discussing like whether you have those inner monologues because I, I saw an interesting uh, I saw an interesting study recently that said that like only like 30% of the entire population has their own inner monologues. And I was just like, wow, 70% of the world is just like brain dead is basically what that study was saying. Or I guess they have different ways. Like Keanu Reeves has to like picture a world and happen in front of him. Like a movie is just like projecting out of his eyes. Whoa. At least I think that's what, it, what happens. Okay. I mean, when I tell stories, you can tell I'm watching a movie play. Okay. Of just like a whole universe is being created as, as it happens. So you're you're projecting an image of what your would be inside your mind, or of like yeah. the conversation that you're having. So you actually, instead of it just being like you're talking to yourself, what you're doing is you're actually projecting yourself out talking to someone. A little bit of both, like not talking while I'm talking to you guys. I'm like one. I'm like looking at this world we're in, but if I'm talking, say, I'm like, oh. Actually, I remember that Deep Creek, Maryland trip that we were on. We were in the backyard by the golf course. I'm like literally walking into the backyard, laying down, missing that shooting star that went by that I'm still pissed about. <laughs> I'm just like remembering in that moment, like, oh, my hands were down here. I reached down and then I hear, oh, and I'm like, what? What happened? That's cool. I like that too. But yeah, so my I do have the monologue, but I also have a universe that's like, just creating, which is why you'll see me like describe mundane, unimportant details. But that's just because like it's where those two are integrating. Well, you're building the environment that you're actually uh, mm -hmm. of the whole scene that you're creating. Mm -hmm. That's badass, man. Thanks. So yeah, we uh, as always, we love you guys. We'll see you on the next one, and uh, appreciate you riding along with us. Thanks, guys. Take it easy.